Welcome to the Make Moves podcast. I'm your host, Jess. Conversations with entrepreneurs, health and fitness experts, beauty and wellness gurus. We're talking about all the things that make us human. Let's get right into it. Hello, Tanya. Welcome to the pod. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, I feel like we've been kind of Instagram friends for a while now. We like go back and forth and like each other's stuff. It's so, (laughs) so sweet. Um, So you own a Pilates studio called the Tone Studio. Can you, how long have you been doing that? So I started my business actually during the pandemic, much like many people that I've connected with through the internet, you know, through fitness, I started teaching online classes um, out of my house in my basement. And that eventually evolved into me teaching reformer Pilates out of my basement, uh, while also teaching elsewhere, you know, I had a few other places that I taught. And I started teaching it from home. And the brand was the brand from the beginning. That was the brand toned was the brand that I started with when I started teaching online. And I guess I didn't, I didn't know at the time whether that would translate to an in-person business. I think that's something that sometimes we, you know, worry. I don't know. I was definitely not sure if that would be what I wanted my, I guess, as my husband calls it, brick and mortar establishment Mm -hmm. to be called. Um, but so I started teaching out of my basement and I built up a clientele and eventually, um, somebody that I was training and became, ended up becoming very close to took like a huge interest in me and my business and was sort of giving me the push I needed to get out of the basement, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, it was really, it was awesome. You know, it's nice to have someone in your corner like that, that can really help boost you up. Basically, she was like, why are we like, do you want to own a place? Like, or do you want to do this in your basement? I said, obviously, I want to own a place, but I was scared. You know, yeah. I, I think the one thing that people get hung up when it hung up on when it comes to entrepreneurship or opening a business is fear, you know, fear that you have this idea and you put it out into the public and people aren't interested or fear that you don't know what you're doing because I mean, I definitely didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, there was so much fear, but I did have you know, clients and my husband and other people in my life that made me feel confident enough in myself to kind of take the leap. So we got out of the basement (laughs) in (laughs) July of 2022. And I had found a place here in Frederick, Maryland. That's where I'm from. And I remember going into the building and my realtor showing me And it was awful in there. Like the paint was blue. The bathroom was green. The floors were all torn up. But it's so so true. Like once you just, I am a very feeling based person. I, I feel very deeply and I'm very intuitive. And that is just, it's like 
a great gift and also like a crux of being a human being. It's really hard to, yeah. <laughs> to, to be that way sometimes, but I walked in and I just knew it was it. I knew mm. I told the realtor, I want this space. I was ready to renovate it, whatever I needed to do to get it up and running. I was game. That was it. And it ended up being a rocky road, which it always is. I've learned, um, Anyone, anyone that's ever opened a business and has had like a construction timeline will tell you that the timeline <laughs> is never the timeline. It is, no. you know, they'll say, okay, move in is May 1st and then May passes and then move in is June 1st and June passes. And I was getting antsy at a certain point because, you know, I had started moving, trying to move stuff out of the basement. I had all this stuff at my house that I needed to take into the space. And um, finally, July 1st, it was ready. I moved in July 1st. I remember the day, like, <laughs> I remember moving. I remember how hysterical it all was. You know, I, if nothing, I just get stuff done. And sometimes yeah. it, from the, from the outside, it probably looks extremely messy, but I'll get it done. And we had these reformers. We refused to, for some reason, just like rent a truck. We put them in my husband's like Chevy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like ha hanging off the back of, you know, and just drove them. My husband and I carried them up two flights of stairs oh, together. They're so <laughs> heavy too. So heavy. So heavy. And you know, but it's, I, I will truly never forget. And it was, it's one of those things I was, I had so much adrenaline because I was so excited. It didn't matter if it weighed 500 pounds. Like I was picking that thing up and going upstairs yes. and just to get it in there. Cause I, I didn't care. I, I ran myself ragged, like wanting to just get it done. Um, we moved in and the rest, you know, kind of unfolded from there, brought me to where I am today, which is um, a small group reformer studio focused on building strength and flexibility as well as focusing on core Pilates principles like breath, precision, your form, control, all of the elements that we know and love about Pilates, but with my own toned twist, we call it. <laughs> um, I had been developing my method of teaching for quite a while, starting in my basement and still to this day, I am refining it you know, every step of the way. Um, and it is, it's had has been the most challenging, but also the most rewarding thing I've ever done. I can fully say I went through a full burnout period where mm. I, you know, you question yourself, what am I doing? How did I really think I could do this? I was so tired at a point last year. I remember you know, this time of year, November, December, January, I remember being so physically exhausted that lifting like my arms up would just feel so tiring. Yeah. Um, I think the adrenaline wears off at some point and then you're left with kind of just getting by with the grit, you know, the hard work, the part that isn't as glamorous, you know, or fun. And so at I, this point, at this point, you're what, a year-ish, a year and some change in. Mm -hmm. And then, and you're the only one teaching. 
I started as the only one teaching, which uh, explains the burnout. (laughs) Um, (laughs) At one point, I was teaching upwards of like 25 to like 30 clients myself per week. Yeah, Um, It's insane. Looking back, I think I I started my business as a very private trading based small business that I realized very quickly it was going to be really hard to maintain that and also maintain my own health and life and sanity without kind of adding layers to it. So it's still private training. It's now group training. There's mat classes. It will continue to elevate from there. I ended up hiring two more instructors. I have two instructors now. I'm hoping to hire a third by January 1st. I, that was life-changing, you know, having help. And if I could tell anyone anything, I would say, you need help. <laughs> and I think it's okay. It, I, I refused, I refused help. I, I, I think it's smart in the beginning. You do everything you can do by yourself. Again, when you are just like in the, in the dirt, like trying to get something off the ground, you, you do everything you can yourself you know, the website, my marketing, my, my teaching, refining the method, it's, you know, social media, all of it. And then you get to a point where you realize you can't do everything. Yeah. And I think it's such a valuable lesson for anybody that's interested in owning a business or, or starting something, uh, you know, do what you can on your own because that's how you build a foundation. But once it's time that you to get help, accept the help and know that that is only going to take you from like here to there. It's going to elevate your business and it's, you know, but so many people have the mindset that if they get help, it's, oh, you're paying another person. Oh, it's this thing, but no, you can offer more. So having my instructors is, So it's an important part of the business and I'm so grateful for my team and I'm grateful that it's growing and it's really, it's what it, what it is, what makes the business successful. It can't, it's not going to be successful just with me. I mean, to a point, but in order to grow and expand and continuing to offer the best possible Pilates classes, you know, that we can a team is really necessary to doing that. And so I'm working now on figuring out that part of it too. So then you have to manage a team. So that's its own lesson. (laughs) (laughs) So was that part of how you sort of got out of the, um, the burnout was hiring instructors? Was there some other things that you kind of had to change? Definitely. I, in January last year, I finally decided it was time to go to therapy. So that's something Mm. that I did. And it was very eye opening to me. I had, you know, I had been in therapy, I had a, I had a complex, I'll call it childhood. And so I had, I've been used to therapy and counseling. It's not it wasn't new to me. But as an adult, I really refused to go. I don't know if maybe because I did have experiences doing it as a Mm. child, or you know, I didn't want to have to tell someone everything about my life. It seemed really exhausting. And when you're burnt out, like getting out of bed is hard. 
So to have to spend, you know, multiple hours each month talking about your life, that just seemed impossible for me to do, but has turned out to be the absolute best thing and has transformed my life in so many ways. But that was definitely a piece of it, getting help. And I think what therapy gives people a lot of time is validation, but also a little more awareness to what is going on. I don't think I realized how bad things got for me. Mm. And, but once you start talking about it, almost like you're talking about yourself in the third person, you're looking back thinking it really was that bad, you know? Yeah. Um, But you don't know until you get help and you get out of it. So I started doing that. I also coincidentally around the same time had hired somebody, my first instructor, and it was still a rough journey. I would say January to uh, April, you know, I definitely am someone that struggles with seasonal depression. Yeah. I, I, you know, again, my first year of business going through already a time period for me that is a struggle. Uh, but yeah, having an, having an additional instructor and learning kind of new ways to care for myself Mm. that, you know, I think everyone has this idea of what taking care of yourself or self-care looks like, but I think every individual person that the needs are so different. So for me realizing I didn't actually need to be working out more to make myself feel better. I needed to probably Mm -hmm. be doing so much less, uh, scheduling in, um, body work type therapies, like massage, things like that to help my body relax because I was so in this fight or flight state for so long, because again, it's no joke owning a business and you don't, you you know, it's like, you don't leave work at work for sure. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you, Absolutely. You think about it all day, all night. And I, you know, I, it was, it's hard. So I just realized that I've had to start doing things differently to take care of myself. Um, again, these are things that seem so simple to do, but may not be the first thing you think of when you are feeling extremely exhausted or fatigued or burnt out. You know, I did a lot of like infrared sauna, anything Mm. that I could do to make me kind of escape reality for a moment and to just be and kind of be very internal um, and focus on healing myself at that point was something that I was, I was going to be doing. And it, it did help but I really, I mean, honestly, the thing that has helped the most um, getting out of that kind of just, I, I keep saying, I reference it as the dark place, <laughs> mm. but um, is, you know, therapy and support from my partner and support from my friends. And, you know, I feel again, so much better, but you can't, you don't know until you're out of it. And then you yeah. think you look back and you're like, wow, I spent a lot of time, you know, feeling not very good. I didn't feel good about myself for a very long period of time. 
I, you know, I was sleeping a ton, but never felt like I was rested. Mm. And everyone would tell me, oh, it makes so much sense. You own a business, you're a mom. Like, of course you don't get enough sleep. And, but I knew I wasn't, I wasn't right. I knew it wasn't normal how I was feeling. And therapy again is kind of that validation where you go and someone is like, yeah, that's not normal. And you're like, yeah. oh. So did you just sort of come to that yourself? Like I, maybe I need to reconsider therapy or did someone else kind of mention it? How did you finally take that step? Cause you had said, you know, you thought, oh, I don't need this. I'm an adult now. I've done it before. Yeah. As a thank you for listening to this episode, all make moves listeners will receive a free month of move fitness and health. This is my workout platform. It is a virtual studio and app that you can download on the App Store or Android Store. There are over 300 workout classes. There are recipes. There are workout programs. It is everything that you need to start your exercise routine today. I love taking the app with me when I'm traveling because there's tons of no equipment exercises. I also love the fact that there are so many different modalities. It is truly how I train and how I have built muscle strength and how I feel so confident in my body. So you're going to go to movefitnessandhealth.com. Go to the virtual studio section and you're going to enter code make moves when you become a member as a member you not only receive access to the app and all of the classes but you also receive direct access to me so one-on-one -on -one conversation you receive access to the move fam community and so much more so you're going to go to move that's m-o-v-e fitness and and health.com enter code make moves cannot wait to work out with you thanks for listening yeah uh one of my best friends has been doing therapy forever and she's always talking about it you know in, in a positive light things she's learned from her therapist and I think that was a big push. We talk a lot back and forth about finding one, what that looks like, but also when someone's really close to you and they can kind of observe things mm -hmm. that are going on and it's never going to be like our partner, right? Like they're like, yeah, yeah, everything's fine and whatever, but yeah. people that are close to you, you know, have a way of encouraging without coming out and being like, you should probably go to therapy. Totally. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, she'd talk about it. And then I just like thought about ways of making it easier on myself. So I actually do virtual therapy. People ask me all the time if that's like what I think about that. And honestly, it's amazing. I have a meeting on my calendar every week that I know exactly what is happening. I know where I'm at. Like I, yeah, it, I don't have to drive anywhere. And that was also taking off another burden, right? I didn't mm. feel like I had the energy to even necessarily drive to go and meet with someone to like sit and talk about my problems. That seemed way exhausting. Yeah. 
so yeah. I think I think you know finding finding ways to almost simplify the process is what sometimes is going to make you do it because when things seem so hard and out of reach we're less likely to do it so yes. I just went with I just went with virtual and I thought, I think to this day, I do it. I love my therapist. She's great. I would recommend it to anybody that is in maybe a similar position to me, somebody that's really busy, or you do have this kind of chaotic life and you really may not be able to make it to an office, you know, even once a month, let alone, you know, twice a month or whatever the, you know, frequency may be for you. Yeah. So, um, but it is, it's a place where I've really grown. Mm. And I, I think I went into it, I think my preconceived notions about what it was, ended up being very wrong. Mm. Yeah. You don't go and just talk about your problems. You go, it's kind of like life coaching, if you have a great therapist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that depends. But it's kind of life coaching to an effect that it's finding new ways to do things that you may not have done before healing uh, trauma, finding out triggers and how to avoid them kind of giving you tools to navigate everyday life things that, again, are so simple sometimes. But until you have someone say to you, maybe you should do this, that's when it clicks. Yeah. We're sort of talking about your business, but, and you, you, you don't normally lump therapy and running a business or your <laughs> right. career and all of that in, into one thing. But if it's what you do, if it's A, you own the business or B, you have, this is your nine to five job. That's most of your life. Or maybe you don't own the business, but you're, you're physically active in it. You're a trainer, you're mm-hmm. working in the field, something like that. You don't, you know, people will just tell you, oh, go, go for a run after work, find mm-hmm. ways to, to, you know, alleviate the stress. But if you're active all day, running a business, teaching Pilates, mm-hmm. going for that run is only going to tear you down more. So I think it's really amazing that the the therapy and the tools that you found there were able to translate to to not only help you with your your life but your business too. It's so cool. Absolutely. And I actually really started the the business in therapy discussing mainly just like I wanted to be a better mom to my children. That's something that is so important to me. Uh I, you know, again, complex family history leads you to being an adult that is very self-aware in a way, but also very fearful of repeating old patterns and cycles. And so that was a major reason why I was there. It had then translated though, to it being so much more than just that. Even like you said, it, it wasn't just one thing that I was working on. It was multiple things. And I think for anybody that, you know, whatever you do for work, or you own a business, you can't be your best self. Like you said, if there's 
if you're kind of feeling like everything you do is more breaking you down than building you up. Yeah. It's you're not going to deliver good projects. You're not going to be even a good parent. You're not going to thrive as a business owner, whatever it may be. If you have, you know, just areas of your life that you kind of feel depleted. And I think I was in that place where I knew, okay, my batteries are empty. I, I think I gave everything I had to give, you know, the last bit, you know, I had, I have two, two children, two girls ages four and seven. I don't think anyone should take having children or the postpartum period, which is by the way, way more than they act like it is like they say, Oh, one, you know, possibly postpartum one year, like a postpartum period to me, that could be one to five years, honestly. Mm your body is never the same. Your hormones are never the same. It's, it's constantly changing. You know, you're just not the same. So I had, you know, I have my, my children. So that has already one thing alone that I put so much energy into. Mm. I making sure that they're taken care of, making sure that they have everything they need, making sure that I'm being, you know, my best self for them. And then, you know, you have your partner, you want to be your best self for them. And then you, then I literally, I'm like, let's open a business. And you just like deplete everything you have, you know, and, and it wasn't something that I, I do not regret. I will probably, you know, you can quote me, I, I will never regret opening a business ever. Uh, Even with kind of what has resulted you know, from just giving it my all, giving it, giving it my all, just jumping into, and I'm being like so real because I feel like we see it, we see people online or even you can listen to people on podcasts that kind of make this process seem so glamorous and it's, it's not, it's, it's really not. And I think I, I live in reality (laughs) and I, I have no problem being real and honest that, you know, it, that is something that can take it all out of you among all of the other things as women that we have kind of fighting against us. Mm -hmm. And so again, it, it was more crucial than ever to focus on how to take care of myself without, like you said, without adding more stress. I didn't need to be running. I didn't need to be working out twice a day, five times a week, whatever the ratio was. I didn't need to be, you know, I didn't need to be doing those things. I needed to be giving my body time to rest and recover and heal. And that's hard for anybody that's like kind of a busy body to do. It is. Yes. You know, if you're somebody yeah. just, it's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. How, so you mentioned um, the, I think you said red light therapy or red light sauna. Yeah. What have you found that, that actually works for you that you've incorporated so that now you're able to have that time to like replenish? Absolutely. So I love, I, those therapies like massage therapy, infrared sauna, you know, those are two things kind of outside of my home 
that I have to go to or schedule or make time for, but things that I do really daily, you know, I around, I would say probably six months ago. So maybe longer, probably closer to when I started therapy. I realized we're already at the end of another year, but to it's me, so time crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like that is, that is how we, how it is. So probably, you know, after last year, January, moving into the spring, I did start doing breath work, meditation, and not just starting it, meaning like I did it once, I was very intentional about doing it. I'd always done it, you know, maybe when I had time or when I felt like I could, but I actually built it into my routine. I told myself every day that it was a non-negotiable. And I think that is something I do equate to like great change in my life is Mm -hmm. sitting with myself in meditation and sitting with myself doing some very intense breath work and having some very intense experiences And you kind of, I don't know, you, you grow from it, but you're also, it's almost like shedding skin old skin and you kind of like leave it behind. What time of day, what time of day are you doing this? And what exactly, like, are you following someone or using an app? So I, (laughs) because, so this is actually really, this is, I think also important to note, you know, as a mom, I don't have a glamorous morning routine. I don't have an aesthetic morning routine. (laughs) I don't, what I'm doing is not what you're going to see everyone talking about that they're doing on the internet right now. I, my children have to wake up very early. They go to a private school. They have to catch a bus pretty early. So my day starts early and I can't really start it any earlier. You know how some people say, just wake up earlier. It's, oh my no. gosh. Yeah. It's so annoying. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wake up at, yeah. at five. Like yeah. I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. And, and you know what you learn your body and you know what, what works for you. I know same thing. Like 545 is my absolute. That's my map. Yeah. You know, that's where I'm at. Same. So I already wake up that time every day. And the second I'm up, I have to get myself ready within like 20, 20 minutes max. So that means like showering, getting dressed, doing my hair. I don't even ever put makeup on in the morning because I truly don't have a moment to do it. I come downstairs to get the girls ready, get breakfast. I feel it's literally like thing, thing after thing after thing. And then I'm out the door. And yeah. so that is another thing that can contribute to burnout if you don't find other times of the day to Mm, do the things you you may be doing in a morning routine so that was how it was for me so for me it looked like scheduling it into my day when I did have a free hour when I had a break between clients when I got home before I had to pick up the girls from school you know I fit it in wherever I could And I think that's another thing. Give yourself grace. You don't have to wake up every day at five and meditate. I think it's unreasonable (laughs) to assume that that is what everyone should be doing. It's, again, it's so much more realistic to go kind of go with the flow and 
not overly push yourself. So again, that was another thing. If I was going to be waking up at 5 a.m. to do all of these things, I would have been further wearing myself out. You know, I think I, I, again, I know my limits. I know my max. I know how much sleep I need. I have the aura ring. Thanks to you. (laughs) I, you were the person that inspired me to have it. Um, and I learned my, what do they call it? Your, your sleep window or your preferred window of sleep. Yeah. The, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but it's like, whether you're kind of like more of a, you, you get up early, go to bed early sort of thing. Yeah. Mine literally is between the hours between 10 and 6am. And my goodness, I cannot believe how much better I feel following that routine. Well, first of all, learning Mm -hmm. that routine, but also following it pretty, pretty closely. I, I feel that is just improved. So many things in my life is getting good quality sleep and learning when I'm getting, you know, my deepest REM sleep, when I am getting deep sleep in general, my REM sleep period is generally later closer to the morning like you know waking up yeah so there you know there are times you know you wake yourself up earlier you're I would realize I like would look at the aura ring stats and see like how much I cut REM sleep and again you can't change your body's pattern it was just that's my body's pattern and once I kind of learned to lean into it Yeah. I feel like I can sleep seven hours and feel refreshed before, especially during the burnout period, I could sleep nine hours, 10 hours and still wake up the next day and feel absolutely drained. Wow. I would go to bed right after my kids went to bed. I'd put them in bed and this was after Mm -hmm. a full day of work, whatever, get home. I was at that time still teaching in the evenings, which no wonder I was you know, so exhausted, um, get the kids to bed and basically crawl myself to bed. I was so tired and, you know, sleeping, I'd wake up not even feeling refreshed, but now here I am, you know, almost a year later implementing all of this thing, all of these things I've learned about myself into daily habits, the best I can, you know, I can have good sleep hygiene. I don't, look at my phone after 8pm. I make sure there's no like bright lights on in my house after a certain time in the evening. I read, I have a whole wind down routine of so many ridiculous steps that I have to do, (laughs) you know, wash my face, skincare, uh, moisturizer, laying down, putting the fan on, sleep mask, it's absurd and very high maintenance, but it, it's what works for me. So, you know, fine tuning all of that. And I'm 33 years old. Okay. Like if you have that figured out already, uh, that's awesome. I think more people should probably have the aura ring <laughs> or at least, yeah. at least learn, be, become very in touch with your body because again, working against it for so long working against your natural patterns and working against your body's kind of preferences. I think that definitely is a big contributor to burning yourself out. Just to go back. So we were talking, I remember the word, I think, I think they call it your chronotype and it's basically when 
you get your sort of best sleep um, when your body has the easiest time waking up, when you naturally feel ready for for bed at mm-hmm. night, and additionally when your your hours of the day are that are the best for being productive. Right. Right. And so that's what you're talking about. Um, and I I think it's so great whether you you don't need the aura ring to know that. A lot of times if you just kind of look in the past at like what was a day I felt really good all day and right. got a good night's sleep, you can kind of start to see the pattern. And again, like you were saying, if you're fighting against that, if you're forcing yourself to get up, do do some sort of routine in the morning mm-hmm. or go to some hard workout, work all day and and then stay up watching Netflix until midnight and barely get sleep, you're not going to be feeling very good. But I no. love that you, like you said, yes, like maybe the morning routine isn't something that you can do but you fit it in through the day and then you do still have that, that time for like you were, I loved your, your nighttime routine. And that's like (laughs) just showing yourself that self-care. You have to have it every single day. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. like you're saying, you're doing so much for so many other people. You're having to show up for a ton of people every day. And um, yeah, I love it. Well, Yeah. And I mean, that is, I think, again, it is life really doesn't, I always say this, like life doesn't have to be that hard. I think we make it a lot harder on ourselves than we have to. And that goes, that goes into so many things, you know, when it comes to routine, but if we, I think if you take the time to listen to your body, like you said, you don't necessarily need the aura ring. It's just a nice to have in terms of it automatically keeps the data, but you know, you could Mm -hmm. journal, you could, you could journal about it, you know, put it on your calendar to remember certain things about that day that were great so that you could figure out, you know, was it the amount of sleep I got? Did I do something differently when it came to how I was eating? Did I, you know, go to bed earlier? Did I wake up earlier? Did I do something self-care oriented for myself the day prior? Right. Mm, I think just, yeah, taking all those data points and continuing to use them to kind of like craft yourself into like your best self. I'm trying to think of another (laughs) way to explain that because I feel like that's over. That's a, that's so common to say, but I think it's about almost. finding balance, like finding a more balanced way of living. Yeah. And in your, you personally reaching like your maximum potential, whereas, yeah. you know, I think we, we fight against it. So, but yeah, those yeah. are all the, the meditation, the breath work, any sort of like hands-on type therapies, actual talk therapy, um, a good sleep hygiene type routine. Those are the things that I did to heal myself and Mm -hmm. sort of reverse the effects of, you know, that the burnout and all of that fatigue, chronic fatigue is what my therapist explained it as, which is crazy. You know, you, you can, you can get out of it, but you have to do the work to get out of it. So it's not easy to do, but you can, it's just, yeah, you can when you're going through this journey of 
healing, how is that affecting or impacting like your partner, your kids, if at all, you know, how much are they involved in this? So my husband is like just a very supportive human being. He's always been my greatest cheerleader though. Again, like he, he would never be the person to point out, Hey, maybe you should see a therapy, you know, yeah. it just isn't, I don't know if it's a man thing. It's not in their nature. He though, anything I needed, he would do. He is an incredible person. He steps up to the plate. You know, I think it's an interesting dynamic, right? You have nowadays, both partners are working, you know, and not just working. It's, it's, I don't even know. It's so different than how I guess things used to be or whatever, you know, and I think balance when it comes to parenting and partnership really comes from one person understanding that sometimes you need, need to give more. And sometimes you're the person that needs more. So it's, and it's a constant, it it shifts, you know, sometimes your partner is going to be the one that needs, needs you to give more and needs you to do more. And sometimes you're going to be the one that needs your, your partner to step up and do more, give more. And I think that's what makes relationships really great is if you can be in that sort of delicate balance of, you know, we're not all going to go through life feeling our greatest all the time or feeling like we have the energy or the capacity to do all of the things that are on our plate. And so I think that's where we've, we've just done really well is sharing again, balance, like you said, sharing that, you know, knowing when you're, partner needs you to just do take the extra step to go the extra mile, you know, and my, my husband, I, I know he would do anything for me, you know? And so that is just something that, again, we, we've struck a fine balance there and we help each other out. So if he's exhausted, it's like, you know, like tag team, like I'm in, I got you it. know, yeah. and, and vice versa, <laughs> you know? So I think that is how that has, I guess, even elevated our relationship more than impacted it more than anything is just being there for each other, you know, in any capacity. And then for my children, I think because, you know, they're in school, both of my daughters go to school full day. And that started last year. And my daughter was three years old, she went to full day private school. So yeah. I, I think what I did was try to mask how bad I was feeling Mm. from them to a point. But then in therapy, I, you know, also learned the importance of for children, you know, we don't want to not talk about our feelings in front of them, because then we raise adults that don't talk about their feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I, you know, I would let them know, like, mommy's just not feeling very well. I'm, you know, I'm really exhausted. Or the other thing that they grappled with too, my family dynamic with my children was in the beginning of the business, again, this is your working morning, night, day. I was gone 
this was probably a period of six months where I was gone more in the evenings than they've ever been used to, even Mm. if it was only for an hour and a half. And so, you know, they, they knew, but they, they'd wonder, you know, they'd get, not get upset, but there would be periods of time where they would wish I didn't have to go. And I think that was also another important piece to me finding help was knowing that I'm a mom first and foremost, that is my main gig. And it is my duty to raise two very responsible, like loving, kind, functioning human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's a job that I don't take lightly, you know, and so I, I knew what I doing wasn't what I was doing wasn't sustainable. And so again, that is just an extra push to take the next step to, to change things to make things better, because I knew I knew they needed me here. And now, mind you, though, you know, the whole year of school, I still drop them off. I still pick them up every day. You know, I, I am we need to, by the way, we need to like, take a minute and, and like, applaud that because our community or our sorry culture does that so often for men it's like oh look at the dad dropping his kid off and then he goes to work (laughs) amazing and we don't Mm -hmm. do that enough for moms because you're when you're a parent you're a full-time parent even if you have a full-time job you're a full-time parent it's your (laughs) like you said it's your number one gig Mm -hmm. and I think we need to start you know, being more aware that it's, it's, it goes both ways, you know? Absolutely. And I, and it is so true. You know, you see those like memes that are, you know, the dad, but it is so true that we, we do place a lot of value to if in general, honestly, when it comes to like work and work life and work potential, there is still a huge discrepancy between men and women. Mm -hmm. And I know like every, we we get a little closer to, you know, breaking some barriers to entry there, like little by little, but it's still, there is still a huge discrepancy, right? So it kind of becomes, that's why, again, I said that balance with relationships is very important because it's really easy for one person to feel like they're taking the the brunt of everything yeah. if you don't have if you don't truly work together in a partnership and you know there are days where i have to call my husband and i have something going on at work or i'm late and he he's there you know or vice versa my husband you know he i think he picks them up on wednesday afternoons and so if he needed me you know like, of course, we're dropping whatever we need to, to be there for our kids. And yeah. I think, I think it's, you know, in my, and you know what I'll, I will just kind of say here, kind of a shout out to the people that I do have in my community is one thing I know is that the people that I work with are so compassionate and give the people around them so much grace. A lot of the women I work with are mothers. I would say most, you know, not yeah. everyone, but most of them truly like our mothers and a large, a large population of them. And so it's almost like an unspoken role, you know, that like they moms have other moms backs 
And so yeah. if something like there was a period of time last year at the beginning of the school year, my both again, both of my children in full day school, they were sick at least once a week for a period of like eight weeks. And I'd have to go pick oh them up gosh. from school. Yeah. And bring them home. And no. anyone that I was working with would would be like, go, you have to go get your kids, you know, and I that really that moves me in a way because I think I, I used to, you know, I was a teacher before. And I know what it's like to feel pressured to kind of stay in an environment and, you know, not, not, I guess, like kind of do what's in your heart. It's almost like, mm. you know, you're putting other people out if you have to have an emergency or someone's gonna have to cover your yeah. classroom or someone's gonna have to help you. And it's like, yeah, but we also all have to be understanding that we're all in the same boat. We're all going to have instances where we have to, it, it, there's emergencies. Yeah. But the people that I work with are truly, I, I mean this wholeheartedly, the best people I know. They are so, so compassionate, always so understanding. And so I'm really thankful to have been in instances where I got to go, I got to, I got to go, or I can't make it in today. I have to cancel because I, you know, my child is throwing up, you know, things happen. Yeah. And again, that's such a very real side of my life and even business ownership that I think in parenting that I think, again, I don't feel like this stuff is very publicly displayed, but it's truly, you know, the struggles that I think, obviously not just me, you know, people are going through and it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really it's challenging. But, um, but again, I really will just speak to the, the importance of having really good support. And if you have really good support, truly anything is possible. You know, yeah. I am fortunate. I'm very grateful and I have good support. I have an understanding community. And I think, you know, I know my, my kind of, you just feel pulled when you're like, if something's going on with your children, it's like an internal intuition and like a pull. I don't even think twice about it. You know, it's yeah. just, I'm gonna, I, I gotta go. I gotta do this thing. My kids need me. And you know, they are, they do come first in my life. And so that is, again, I think something that, you know, you have to juggle with owning a business. I think I could go on for days about parenting <laughs> and owning a business because that I, I guess maybe I just don't feel like I have a lot of resources of other people mm. doing that, <laughs> you know, or yeah. at least giving you like the down and dirty of what it really is like, or how much you have to sacrifice or how it does impact, you know, your business's growth. If you need to, if you need to step away and focus on your family. And mm. again, I think having help, having a, additional instructors did give me the ability to just no longer feel like almost like I had to be in two places at once mm -hmm. because it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I think we're going to, we're going to continue to see a lot of, especially mothers 
going through this and hopefully sharing a lot more about it and sharing the resources. I think what I'm, what my biggest takeaway, cause I eventually hope that I'm able to have kids <laughs> is, um, you know, ask first and foremost, I'll need help. <laughs> like you said, <laughs> asking for that help, going to therapy, finding the right ways to cope with the stresses, the anxiety, all of the demands and, and then incorporating it, like actually doing the things, the self-care things, um, leaning on people. But I think it's, it's kind of messy, but it's also in the grand scheme of our life, you know, once your kids are a little bit older in their tens in their teens, they're going to kind of be able to manage themselves. And so it's like just kind of that maybe a decade-ish, five, 10 years of when it's right. really crazy, really hard. And then, yeah, of course, you know, you hear, you get through all of that and you're like, oh, the good old days. But it is really hard when you're in it. And I really appreciate you breaking it down for us because you, it needs to be talked about more and appreciated. Like, everyone that comes to you and that goes to the tone studio or that follows you on Instagram, like knowing this is, is really important and helps us see another side. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, the, you know, one word that I'll add to just everything we said is guilt, which is, I know what a lot of Mm. mom moms that work struggle with and, you know, you're, you're never going to be able to be two places at once. And, it's, I think just knowing when it's time to disconnect and be really intentional with your time, which is why I do have a very strict, you know, policy with my phone in the evenings, my husband's the same way, you know, our children need all of us, you know, they're gone all day. Um, We're very into like doing outings as a family every weekend, you know, we're taking our children somewhere, we want to give them experiences, you know, you can't do everything, but you can kind of make up the areas that may you may not, you know, be able to give fully. Yeah, you, you can make it up in other ways. And, you know, whether that means again, you know, you have, um, maybe you do have to have, you know, help in the evening, or you have to have someone pick up your kids off the bus. And that isn't the time that you're going to get to every day, see, you know, spend with them, then like, what, what is it that you're doing to kind of, I want to use the word compensate, but I don't think that quite fits, but, you know, to make up for any time that's lost. So I think truly spending every moment you can being super intentional um, around your children, around your partner, is crucial to finding again a balance with yeah. w- work life a work life balance and well, knowing and it's, that it's it's okay to it's okay yeah. to not answer an email it's not okay to not answer your phone it's okay to literally turn your phone off it's nobody needs you that badly you know that you can't exactly disconnect <laughs> yeah yeah and um uh I just lost my train of thought, but I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, oh no, what I was going to say is it, 
you can be a parent that stays at home that is there all the time. But if you're, you know, on your phone 24 seven, or if you just, you know, the kids just are sitting in front of their screens or their TV the whole time, you're not really getting that intentional time. And it's so fleeting. Like we were saying, it's, it feels like forever when you're in the moment, but one day, you know, they're going to be going off to college the rest of their life. So, so true. So taking those, even if it's one one hour every day, but you're actually there, like you're fully there mm-hmm. is huge. Is huge. Yeah. So it, I think that's it actually, great. Looking at them while they're talking to you, you know, <laughs> giving them your full attention, which like I see so much in public, you know, the the latter. And my gosh, I couldn't imagine growing up, you know, with my parents in this era in a way with the way some people behave with technology it I mean it's it's hard enough I think to feel connected at times rather than you know if somebody is just looking at their phone or scrolling or uh, whatever it may be and your child's like talking to you and you don't really even take a moment to be like oh and actually look at them and you know, so that is something I will say what I do anytime my children talk to me, even if I'm on my computer, I could be whatever if I'm doing work from home, anything like that, I stop what I'm doing and I look them in the eyes. If you follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, you should, you probably know that I am fully obsessed with Sakara. I have been using their metabolism powder for forever. I love their protein and green super powder. Adding that into smoothies is one of my favorites. And I also have been obsessed with their metabolism protein super bars. They have 12 grams of protein, no added sugar. Kind of tastes like a brownie. Really, really good. All Make Moves listeners are going to get 20% off their first Sakara order by using code XOMFH at checkout. That is XOMFH. You get 20% off. I would highly recommend the metabolism powder, protein and grains powder, and go ahead and just add in some of the metabolism protein bars because they are incredible. That is Sakara.com, and you are going to use code XOMFH to get 20% off your order. Mm. And I want them to know that I'm giving them my full attention. And I don't know that that really means anything or that it's doing anything. But to me, that is me showing them that what you have to say is really important. And I'm, I want to hear it. And yeah. if I if I was on the phone, you know, or in, you know, in something like that, also teaching them patience, you know, I'm going to get to it or what we're going to have this conversation. I really want to hear about, you know, the, the thing you made or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it may be. And, you know, because again, that's a good skill to teach too, is just, you know, being patient, waiting for your turn to talk, waiting for, you know, the right time, I guess. And, but yeah, that is something that I, I do. I consciously implement, I guess you could say. I love that. I think modeling that behavior, even if like, Maybe they're not going to pick up on it right right now, but by the time they're, you know, growing up and they're adults, like just having that behavior modeled for them is so huge. And it's such, it's becoming a very lost 
trait of looking people in the eye and giving them your full attention and not looking at your Apple watch every time it vibrates. And we're just that inundated. Is a, that's such a, that's <laughs> such a good point. That's such a good point. It's not even just phones, you know, it's but not, it's, it, and it's going to become more and more things. Yeah. And, and like you said, and it's not just children, you know, like it's anybody that you're talking to, you know, if you keep checking your watch, I'm going to assume that, you know, you're either not interested, you know, you're not interested in what I'm saying, exactly. or you have somewhere else you'd rather be, or you'd rather be, you know, and again, we all do it to a degree because it's almost like you can't help it. Yeah. But I think conscious awareness is so important for everyone to just know, okay, this is something that I potentially do or could do, or, you know, make people way make the make people feel some way. And yeah. I'm going to just be a little bit more aware about it, you know, a little more yeah. self-aware. But I really. love it. Um, switching gears a little bit. So you've been teaching Pilates, teaching in fitness settings for quite some time. Do you have any, like, I love these stories of working with someone, especially like the one-on-one setting where you, you really saw like a big transformation or I don't know, just like a, a cozy, cute story from a client. I have, I have so many, I feel like, (laughs) and I, I, I really, I guess that's, that's a good thing. I have so many, but one thing I've definitely spoken about publicly before was a client of mine, Danielle, that has MS and Mm. we, we were on a news segment together for, um, me being one of her, you know, professionals that help her manage her MS and myself, she had her physical therapist so her healthcare team. And so she is someone, you know, I met her this time last year and she is such an incredible human being. I've never seen someone that's so optimistic, even though almost like when things are stacked against you, you know, you're, you're, still going with your best face forward every day. And I, I think you need more people like that in your life because it's like a mirror, right? You just know, you know, this person is, you know, has, you know, serious struggles and look how, you know, positively they are going through their day, how the positive effect they have on people's lives. So she's just always been such a joy. And I, started training her last year. She, she really came in. I think it had been a while since she had done Pilates. She had moved from Michigan, I think to Maryland. She was hoping to find a Pilates studio. That's how we connected. And she came in, she, you know, like any, anything that dealt with, you know, fully extending her legs, keeping them in tabletop, um, using her feet because she has, you know, difficulty communicating, you know, her, her muscles in her mm-hmm. legs are, are weak. She walks with a crutch. Her, um, she has a lot of turnout through her right foot, which again, makes it really hard to do, you know, let's say like a plank, a squat, anything like that. And we just can't, you know, we just started, we just started with what we could do. And within, 
a couple months, she was able to do things that she, she hadn't been able to do, you know, hold her, hold her legs in a tabletop position for longer than two seconds, you know, like very specific goals. She then got this device called a BioNest, which is a rehab device that they use. It provides, I believe, electrical stimulation. I don't want to quote that wrong, but to muscles. And so patients can wear it in specific places. I believe they said, Danielle said they developed it for stroke patients for rehab, but -hmm. then it was found out how beneficial it could be at combating MS, the effects of MS. So it's a really expensive piece of equipment. It's definitely not very accessible to the general population, but Danielle had worked with her doctors to get one. And so she had that device and that was such a turning point. You know, she came in and we had, we were able to kind of push even further than I ever thought we would be able to just given this, this tool that gave her a little bit more mobility and control over her, her muscles and her body and, you know, keeping her, I guess her body in positions longer than she knows she could be otherwise. And so she got this tool. I mean, I remember the day she was able to do like legs and tabletop or arms and straps. And she was able to do all these reps and not take a break. I just, you know, I knew in that it's, it's one of those moments. It's such a real life, like this moment where you stop and think, oh my gosh, like I feel like amazing because I'm, I'm helping somebody or you've had an impact or you, then you also see this, like, I don't want to use the word transformation, but you see this change that occurs and to kind of have a part in that. She has a, trust me, she has a lot of professionals, not just me that are working on her um, MS journey with her, but being even a part of that makes me extremely grateful because I, I love what I do. I know it works. I, I've seen this work do like miracles in people's bodies. And so it was just that moment. It was a defining moment of, oh my gosh, like I, I can't believe that I get to even experience this. And so she was, she was an amazing, uh, she's a success story, you know, and we still work together twice a week and she, we laugh. I feel like our sessions are, you know, 10 minutes. Cause she just makes me laugh the whole time. And <laughs> we, we, you know, we've created this. I think that's something so important to note about fitness is you create relationships with people that again, these weren't people that you just kind of were introduced as friends. This is somebody that's hired you in a professional capacity and you form these deep relationships with people. And I think it's one of the reasons why I love what I do so much because I, I love deepening relationships with people. And I, I, again, I, I feel like people also come to you. It's almost like it's not a forced thing. Like the people that are meant, you are meant to help. Like they'll find you because it's, 
I don't know. It's like the the way the universe works and yeah. the people, the people that need you the most, you know, it's almost like this perfect match. And that has happened on more than one occasion where, you know, I just, I have the moment with clients a lot. Like I know this was meant to be. Um, and that's kind of how deep I get. I don't know if that's like very healthy. No, it <laughs> to is. To have like so, such, such deep relationships, you know, with the people I work with, but I believe that, you know, I don't believe in accidents. I believe people are brought into your lives for your life for a reason. And fitness is fitness and wellness. And the work we do is so powerful in affecting and impacting people's lives. And it's truly this, I feel very grateful to have the, the platform and the ability to do so. That's something I'm very proud of. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if, if you're a trainer instructor and you, you just want to keep everything kind of like at arm's reach, you can, mm-hmm. you can get by, yeah. you can, can definitely Absolutely. be successful, but I think you're missing out a little bit because when people come to you, especially in a one-on-one setting, but even in group fitness, I would say the same thing. Um, if, if you're coming to into a workout, there's a little bit of vulnerability with it, especially working one-on-one. It's like, Hey, I absolutely need help with this. I am working on this or I, whatever it might be. And, and that's, it's almost like a, a little bit of an open door, like an invitation for then the, the trainer to come in and like, share their own vulnerability and share what they did and, and here, let me help you. And, and then it turns out that for me, at least what I've found is I get, I, I know that the people I'm helping get so much out of it, but I feel like I am getting so much out of it as well, because yes, it can be draining and it, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of time, but overarchingly, I would say it fills me up more than it drains me, at least for the, you know, most of the time. Absolutely. And I think that's such a good sign that you're living your life's purpose, you know, is when you, you get as much out of it as anyone else would, you know, I feel that way about teaching. And this is why I will always teach and instruct classes because it, it really does, like you said, fill me. It brings me so much joy and to have any impact or help anyone brings so much joy. And I remember someone saying, you know, kind of referencing, so I did switch careers. I was a teacher, as I mentioned, and then I was um, a stay-at-home mom for a while while I taught part-time, like uh, Pilates Mm -hmm. and other fitness. And, you know, they asked, well, what, you know, how do you make that decision of transitioning or or taking such a leap to make such a big change in your career or whatever. And, you know, I mentioned that in a way, you know, teaching, I, I loved it when I was, I loved learning about it. I, you know, in college, I loved doing it, but it didn't bring me as much joy, you know, as my career does now. And there were so many reasons for that. And I can't really get into because it's so layered and anybody that's a yeah. teacher listening to this is going to a hundred percent understand what I'm just mentioning. But so, you know, I, but both jobs, you know, 
are rooted in helping and supporting people. So while that wasn't necessarily my path, I took all of that, you know, that I had in me, you know, that I knew, I know I want to help people. I know this is my life's purpose. I just didn't know what, you know, Mm. for sure it was, you know, and trust me, I loved, I loved the kiddos I worked with. I love the children, you know, I love children. I have two of my own, but, um, you know, that wasn't it for me. And I think what is a very big indicator is when you're going to a job every day and you're daydreaming about Mm. what else you could be doing, such a good indicator that you're really not living your passion. And I, I couldn't get out of my head. I had been thinking about entrepreneurship for so long. My dad owned a business growing up. I I knew what it was like to work for yourself. Again, not pretty, but a lot of benefits come out of it. But I, I always had this drive in me. I knew that was what I wanted to do. But again, you know, here I am. I had to pick a degree. You know, you're in college. It's so much pressure. I, oh, I'll be a teacher. Okay, I'll do that. I mean, I did it. So great. I did it. But there wasn't much thought that went into that other than it was a secure job. Mm-hmm. Um, you had summers off. <laughs> you get a pension. And yeah. But you, again, you learn very quickly what's sacrificed, you know. But so it's a public service position, very much so. And again, just because that wasn't the avenue that I was going to make an impact doesn't mean that that's still not what I was meant to be doing. So honestly, the skills cross over so well. So if you, if you, you know, know, you know, I'm sure you can think of some really good fitness instructors that you might've had that may have been teachers or, you know, when I was going through my training program, I definitely had a leg up in terms of teaching because I've already, I've been doing it for so long to maybe like, you know, seven-year-olds or 12-year-olds, but, you know, still teaching. So I don't, again, I don't regret going to college. I don't regret my degree. I don't regret that start of my career. I do believe it brought me to this place. But, um, you know, now I feel so passionate and just excited. I was excited to come back to work this week after Thanksgiving. I get excited to create new classes for my clients. I get excited to do events and special things for them. I get excited to see them in the studio, my one-on-one clients. I get excited about knowing what's going on in their lives. And it, it is just, I think, you know, it's your passion whenever you can't wait to get back to doing it. Yes. Even after yeah. a break. <laughs> and when you're Breaks. not, and, and like you said, when you're not daydreaming about some other job. Yeah, know? absolutely. Because I mean, I, life is short, you know, and yeah. I'm not saying everyone should quit their jobs because that's not good either, <laughs> but, but, you know, if there's something you can't get out of your head and you kind of feel like you're going through the motions or you, you're almost like in the wrong place or you're kind of not understood or whatever it may be, you know, 
I, I don't know. I would say, you know, you have to go after it and you have to kind of go what's in your, your heart and take a leap because again, if it could, you know, go, uh, it could go amazing. And if not, you, you know, you tried, Yeah, you know, you have to. Yeah. I'm, I am a huge preacher of that sentiment. Um, well, Tanya, I would love to chat with you forever. Um, I know. Oh my gosh. Most (laughs) you have like the, the best tips and advice and I almost feel like you're like a big sister for me (laughs) just because of where I'm at and where you're at. I love it. Um, so where can everyone find you on apps? So I have, um, I have two social media accounts. One is, um, at toned underscore by T that is kind of where I started online in terms of being a fitness presence. And my business is the tone studio. So at the tone studio on Instagram, definitely follow us, reach out if you, you know, are coming to me through this and just say, Hey, I'd love to hear from you. And my, I have an app in the app store. It's the tone studio and we offer Pilates classes online as well. And I think that's about it. I don't think anybody really wants to go to my website. I mean, if you do, <laughs> you can go to www.thetoadstudio.com. Perfect. I don't know. I but, love, I love stalking people's <laughs> websites. So, <laughs> well, a goal of mine in 2024 is to really revamp my website. So that's a goal. So be on the lookout for it. that. I'm okay. hoping, I'm hoping to get that done. But, um, but it's so great talking to you. You, you, I feel like it's so funny, right? You can have relationships with people online and almost like, you know, so much about them, but you don't really know so much, right? It's kind of so surface level, but you know, you, I think I met you through, did I meet you through doing the Oro workouts? I think so. Yeah. Or was it something else? So I feel like it was because we both did oral classes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I've made, I've made so many lovely connections with, with that in general, because it is, it's nice. And you were support, you know, we were just, you know, I think you're drawn to people and, you know, you can talk to someone and, but yeah, I really, I'm thankful for the ability to make such connections. So thank you so much for having me. Well, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go leave a rating review wherever you're listening. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram. It is at makemoves underscore pod to stay up to date with the latest episodes, find out about merch and events and all of the things. I will see you next time. Have a great rest of your week.